Divine Sparks. Welcome to our podcast. This is our second podcast and we'd love you if you haven't had a chance to revisit the first one, which was on spiritual rage. But this is our second one and we're going to be talking today about the journey of the empath. It's exciting to even think about what that could produce, what conversation could be produced here. My name's Kim from Divine Spark and this is Sarah Lee. Kia ora everybody, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we're really excited to be joining you today and if you don't know who we are, if you're listening for the first time, you'll find us at uh, divinespark.net. Now we hold tarot classes, we've got many levels of tarot class learning and whenever we work with our students we always see certain patterns come out and it's through those classes that we get a lot of inspiration for what we want to talk about in our podcast. Our podcast is about keeping it real, mm. keeping our spiritual growth and our spiritual maturity and our spiritual journey grounded under our feet, down through our feet. Sarah Lee, would you like to talk a wee bit about why you feel that's so important? Because that's really our mission. If you, if we were to say, what's your mission for this podcast? Why do you even want to do one? That's it. Grounding us spiritually under our feet. Why is it important to do that, Sarah Lee? Um, because it's that deep-rooted connection that keeps us embodied, that keeps us um, centered that keeps us connected and so the, um, being rooted is is not only necessary it's, it's it's the best connection and the most fundamental connection for you to connect to yourself and um, to help integrate anything and everything in your life so being rooted is like paramount it really must. is. It really <laughs> is. And we're rooted. What we're talking about is being rooted in the now, being rooted in, in whatever, you, yep, yeah. whatever you're feeling right now, whatever's going on around you and within you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Sarah Lee just put a book up. Actually, put that book up because do you know what? We need to do a wee book club um, on our favorite books. And this will be definitely number one or two in this uh, If Woman Rose Rooted. And who's that by? It's Sharon Black Blackie. Yeah, a life a life changing journey <laughs> to authenticity and belonging. It's, it's such an amazing read. She yep. is an amazing author. She is. Um, honestly, I recommend it to anybody and everybody. Absolutely. And she's a mythologist. So she's yeah. a, a, an archetypal mythologist. So she takes everyone to that mythical level, which is what we do as well in our tarot group. That's what the tarot is, really. It's a mythological journey of the soul. And so what is it that we're trying to say in terms of being grounded here? There is a lot of misconceptions, we believe, and we've seen, and we've done ourselves. We've been part of that over the years ourselves. But we've also come out the other side of those misconceptions and those spiritual mm. traps enough to know that um, they're very dangerous and they're very painful. We can stay stuck in our pain on a very deep unconscious level and not even realize that that's what we're doing. Um, and of course, there's a lot of um, spiritual literature. There's a lot of spiritual teaching out there. A lot of it outmoded. It needs to be evolved. I mean, it was great, wonderful for the times, things that we needed to learn for our own evolution and for the evolution of our thinking. 
the evolution of our, our emotional world within and without, we needed those things. So that it's not that they, they're bad or good. Mm. But we believe, Lee, don't we, that it's time for these ideas and beliefs and certain concepts mm. within the spiritual world to be evolved. And we're here yes. to help those uh, concepts evolve, aren't we, through these conversations? Definitely, definitely to be evolved but and, and to be questioned. Yep. It's like to... to um, question the things that you're reading and don't just take things for gospel because there's many, many spiritual communities and, and spiritual pages and groups and things like that that can give out a lot of a real a lot of information. And um yeah, it's 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 about having some discernment around who's putting out what and where, you know, what's the research behind that before you take it. And as gospel and live it in your own life. It's like, you know, it's, it's a definitely a time for questioning the certain um, things that are happening out there because there's a lot, there's a lot, there's, you know. There is. Yeah. And it's really overwhelming yeah. for the average it person, who, mm. and no one's average, right, but for just a normal everyday person like me or like you, like any of us, that's just starting to walk the spiritual journey, starting mm. to realise that, gosh, you know, there's way more to my life than this nine-to-five job. There's way more to my life than these constant conflicts that I have in my relationships. There's mm. way more to my life than me feeling bad about myself most of the time, you know. And so if anyone's out there feeling that way, we have felt that way. At times we still do. But the difference that that we've found is that when you mm. start walking the journey from a real heart-centered place of healing, when you start actually healing a lot of those deep core wounds, you reframe your whole idea of yourself mm. um, and your life and the journey that is your life, and you start to realize that you're walking the heroine's journey. You become the hero of the wounds. You become the healer of your own wounds, and you become your own best friend. Whereas what we see, what I see, and I'm sure you do too, says what, what, what we see is that there are a lot of gurus. Be careful of guru flu. I heard that. Oh, isn't it? yeah. Oh, <laughs> LinkedIn, oh, a lovely lady. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, she shared a thing on um, LinkedIn saying, um, beware of guru flu. And I thought that's brilliant. Because what, and the reason I say that is because these gurus, these teachers, um, anyone who puts themselves forward as teachers, and we say this to our students, you know, that's why we call ourselves facilitators rather oh. than teachers, because you all have your own answers. You all have your own innate wisdom. And you yes. have something very innate within your body, your mind and your mm. spirit that knows how to heal you and make you whole again. And any good facilitator, all that they should be doing is just guiding you back to that mm. place. Mm. You know, we don't heal anyone. No, no, we, no, the, the answers are with, within them. Yes. Yeah. We just help crack them open and then they, they do all the mahi, you know, That's they do all the work. Right. That's right. But you can only do that if you're doing the work yourself, if you're yeah. walking the path with authenticity yourself. it's very, mm. You can very quickly walk into a spiritual community and it's basically like a... Um, 
um, some sort of idea is do as I do, not as I say. I don't know how many times people have said to me in readings and just crossing my path saying, gosh, I came across this spiritual teacher or this guide or this yoga teacher or this not to get at yoga teachers at all or this Reiki person or healer, whatever. And they just aren't walking the path. And I know that they're not because I know things about them. Well, guess what? That means two things. That means that person's human. So why are you putting them on a pedestal to start with? Let's not yep. do that. Oh, so that's that because we're human, right? But yep. that also means that that teacher is putting themselves on a pedestal. So you're agreeing to the pedestal. You've got your part in mm. there, right? So mm. one, let's not put teachers, gurus, anyone that seems to have more information than you, let's not put them or be further advanced in their healing or have certificates up the wall. Let's mm. not put them on a pedestal. Let's actually sit and create. Mm. Um, you know, why Why am I in front of you? What am I wanting mm. from you that I don't feel I can get inside myself? And what mm. is it that I actually really, really need right here? And, and this is a that's fine a, line, isn't it? Uh, there is a fine line because that's such an um, it's such a trap to do that, to make people your power greater than you. Yeah. As soon as you make that person, essentially, you, you know, you can end up making them your God. So exactly. then when when they do something wrong, it's kind of like, huh, what do I do now? You know, yeah. and and that that's a terrible place for you to put yourself in, but it's also for the person that you've put on that pedestal That's right. Well, They're going to come crashing down. Really yeah. So, yeah, again, it's yeah. an agreement. You're agreeing to something that they're agreeing to with you, but is it, we've got a question. Are we agreeing to the guru flu? Because mm. it's, it's not healthy for either participant. We no. can meet in a spirit of... Um, co-creation I'm going to show up responsible for my healing I'm going to show up responsible for my stuff and take responsibility in an mm. empowered way and we meet with someone that's going to meet us there and either hold space for it or reflect back um, our own greatness that's a completely different healing process isn't it mm. oh gosh yeah that's the real human yeah. process yes. <laughs> you know yes. um and there's nothing more, I mean, spiritual integrity to me, if you, you know yourself, you can feel someone's true spiritual integrity if you're, in, you know, if you are walking the integrity path yourself and you uphold that to be something that you live by, it you can see if someone walks the walk as well, you know, and the difference between someone that just shows up at, from time to time in different healing things and acts a certain way, yes. if, if they don't act that way in their normal everyday life with people, places and things and relationships, if they don't have that same manner and they don't walk with yeah. integrity in the real world doing the real day-to-day -day things, yes. that is actually your biggest clue right there. Correct. Because any, anybody can show up and yeah. put on, you know, put on a, a wave a feather around. Wave, wave a feather around, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And actually, I you do. Know, and act as if for yeah. a certain amount of time. But, you know, unless you're walking the walk, it's a trap. And, it is. and people, it is. people get sucked in, and it's actually quite scary because they end up they get, end up getting hurt because they think they're showing up where someone's generally there enough to hold space for them to help heal them. But actually, it's false, and they, they you know, um, they do more damage than not. They do yeah. and to themselves because they haven't 
healed their own shadow. And and let's be fair about this because when I look around, I've been in the the spiritual work, doing spiritual work for coming up, you know, 25 years, almost a long time. And and in that 25 years, I've seen, I I think I'm starting to see why I've, I've been sitting with this over the past couple of years. Shadow work, true shadow work is not only incredibly confronting, It will take you out of your everyday life. It will force you to look at all the deepest, darkest Mm. parts of yourself, your family, your belief system. You know, you can't. And a Mm. lot of people, what I see in the community, spiritual communities especially, and we'll go to other communities too to teach Mm. things out as we go. But if we start where we are, I see people thinking and, and, and truly believing that they're doing shadow work but they're doing it through their mind. They're making it an intellectual process. Yeah. Where they're, yeah. you know, writing things down and they're having this wonderful time around the campfire where they're, ah, oh, talking about their childhoods. And, you know, all of this is well and good. I can see people have really good intentions, but oh. that's not shadow work. You're not even lifting oh. the lid there. Deep, true shadow work is, is going into the deepest parts of your psyche and it's something that you and I have said so many times before and you've got a wonderful saying Sarah Lee is that this is actually not somewhere we should go on our own and certainly not something we should not be putting our deepest most sacred woundings our deepest most sacred fears shadows and pain we should not be putting them in just anyone's hands oh hell no Especially no. because most of the healers and teachers out there have not done the, uh, the work themselves oh. because it's very, very rare um, oh. to have someone show up and help them to go through it. So we're all kind of like, I have this analogy of like, there's a whole lot of people that are down a great big dark hole and everyone's oh. trying to help each other out, but everyone's in that hole. So how do we get oh. out, right? Um, so a lot of this journey is very much personal. It's a lonely journey. But it, it, there are certain people and there are certain, um, what would you call them? I don't want to call them teachers. Facilitators, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and not just us. I mean, I'm not talking. It's not about, you know, blowing our own trumpet here. Oh. But there are certain people who have started to realize that this is a human journey. If you hear oh. someone talking about embodiment, doing the deep work through your body. You don't heal through your mind. You heal through your body. And understanding that the journey of the empath, you know, and when we talk about the empath, you'll hear people very, very often say, oh, my God, I'm so sensitive. I'm the most sensitive empath out there. Um, I can't go out in society at the moment or at all because the energy is too heavy. I can't go into my family because the energy is too heavy. Well, Do you know what? That is the most (laughs) disempowering, misunderstood, um, painful, say it, it. (laughs) fucking stupid (laughs) um, experience of the empath that I've ever heard. Because to be a true empath is to hold space with courage. To be a true, let's, let's tease out some of these words. What that person's saying is that they're in sympathy. There's a difference between sympathy. Sympathy and empathy, yeah. Yeah, and what's the difference? Because what's sympathy? Oh, you're asking me. Yeah. 
what do you think sympathy is, Sarah Lee? I'll, I'll tell you what I think it is. I've got like a strong idea about this, but what do you think sympathy is? What's the difference? Well, sympathy is when you when you have sympathy for another person. You don't, um, you know, you care for them, but you don't take on board yep. their actual feelings themselves. You you just have sympathy for them. I don't know how to explain it. Um, yeah, you don't you don't absorb their own feelings. You just sympathise with them. Yeah, and and, yeah. and I think yeah, and I think it's it just shows the misconception because you were saying to me before we came on, you know, we don't ever sit down and really think about what being an empath is. We just band no. around the word and we latch onto it and go, oh, "I'm a feeling person. I feel so much that oh. I'm an empath." Well, let's dig into this with a little bit of intelligence. So sympathy is when you feel sorry for, when you attach oh. to the person oh. in a way oh. that's actually quite unhealthy because sympathy engenders, you've made a judgment. I'm here and I'm I'm holding sympathy for you. Oh. So you're, you're less than me, you're down here oh. and I'm up here, so I'm having sympathy oh. for you. It's a real kind of like, um, yeah, it, it, it's more about an attachment to that person um, not being where they are. You've got sympathy for them. You mm. sympathise. Mm. Um, so it's like I, I can sympathise with that. You're kind of on a high moral high ground there. Whereas empathy is quite different to what most people um, experience or believe it is. Empathy is where we can just allow other people to be exactly where they are. We don't try to move them out of it for no. reason, anyone else's reasons. We just empathise. We can feel what they're feeling, but we have a boundary, a very healthy boundary in place that goes something along the lines of, I can feel what you're feeling because I've experienced it. Uh -huh. But there's a humbleness there because even though I've experienced sadness, and you've experienced sadness, I don't know how you're experiencing that sadness in this moment. It would be very um, high-minded of me. Yeah, I was going to say high-minded, yeah. To say I know exactly yeah. how you're feeling. Oh, my God, your, your sadness is my sadness. That is very, that's when you're getting into that spiritual trap. Again, oh. humbleness is so always the key. When we can sit with humbleness and say, Gosh, I, even if you've been through exactly the same thing as that person's going through right now, you will still experience it in a very different and very sacred way. So oh. true empathy is when I can say, Sarah Lee, I've experienced deep, deep grief. I understand what that felt like to me. So let me sit here with you as you experience whatever it is you're experiencing with that. That's so much more mana-enhancing to to have someone say that to you. Yes. Yeah. Do you what know? Do you and think, I think what, it, what does it do to hear someone say that? What does it do? Um, well, firstly, a lot of the time when people um, they end up making it about themselves, <laughs> and yes. you know what I mean. Like they end I up do. making it about themselves, and and I mean, and, and I understand that people come from are trying to come from a place of love, and their intention is to, you know, to give love. Um, but in the end, um, they're unhealed. They're, they're, they're not. They're not. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. That's right. Do you know what I mean? That's right. And, and people just need to be able to say what it is that they want to say, and it just be there. 
yeah. just be in the space. Because you know? that's when the shadow's coming out. If you're, if you're sympathising with someone to that level and it's just sympathy, it's feeling their feelings and you're so immersed mm. with them, that's your unhealed stuff. And so many healers and so many teachers are doing that unconsciously. Let's remember, let's not give them a bad name because that's not what we're here to do. Let's remember that 98% of our behavior is unconscious. Yes, they don't know exactly what you said. They don't know what they don't know. They don't even realize that they're enmeshing at that level, but they Mm. are. So a true healing experience is when someone just holds that space for you gives you back your mana which sometimes you need to be reminded that you have and have it reflected back to you and allows you to gather yourself back from wherever you feel overwhelmed to and just be exactly and the and the the gauge too is if it feels uncomfortable yeah you're in the right place yeah because it it isn't it's disturbing the comfortable and 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 it's because it's not a comfortable place to be in, to be in, you know, because people are so used to um, people coming in and being enmeshed and having, um, you know, you're rescuing. Exactly. People are so used to that, that um, that when you actually hold space in a way when you're not doing that, it can be really uncomfortable for the person that's trying to do the right thing and the person that's receiving it. But if, that's how, if it feels uncomfortable, then it's right. <laughs> Yes, shadow work is freaking uncomfortable. It's exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's supposed to be because it means you're doing doing the right work, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the right intentions. With the right, yeah. We just keep coming back to that word, don't we, all the way through our classes, all the way through everything we do, humbleness. When we can get Mm. off our freaking pedestal. So we, we have a challenge for every healer, every Reiki healer, every tarot reader, everyone who's out there in the healing capacity and the every empath out there. Get off your pedestal. <laughs> Just Get don't off. even fucking have one. Just no, smash, smash, smash the pedestal. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. realise that your empathy is a sacred gift, but you're mm. wielding it in a way into the world that is actually doing you more harm than good. Because and others more harm than good. Correct, yeah. Because you're not upholding your mana or theirs. What's mana? No. People won't even know what we mean by mana, Sarah Lee. Oh. What's our mana? Oh, well, I think that you should use the auntie's um, <laughs> analogy of what that was because yes. I think everybody could grasp it, that, yes. that beautiful analogy from that auntie. So you should share oh, that, gosh, that I story. Should... Yes. So I was lucky enough when I was nursing, when I was a nursing student, to spend more than one occasion on the marae. We were very lucky in Christchurch. We were welcomed onto the marae there two or three times, at least I think it was about four, um, just to spend time with the iwi there. That In their way was welcoming us us into the nursing profession as not even newly graduated yet. We hadn't graduated yet. We were still students. But that was just letting us know that they were uffying us as young women and men to come into the helping professions and help heal all people of New Zealand. They were very um, clear about that, which we loved. And I was um, in the in the kitchen. Uh, the, all the speeches were going on, and you know, there's a hierarchy. There's a way things are done. It's it's very beautiful. Yep. But I was in the, in the yep, exactly. Yep. I was in the kitchen with one of the nannies and doing the dishes with her, and we were chatting away. 
And I just couldn't help but think to myself, I, I keep hearing this word mana. I hear the all blacks talk about mana. <laughs> you, know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a young 19-year-old, you know, nearly nurse. And I'm thinking, but I really don't know what that means. And yet I feel like I, every time someone says it, I feel I can feel something in my heart. So I don't know what it is. And I said to her, what, what is mana? Can you explain to me what mana is? And she stepped back a bit. She was looking out the window. There was this great big window that we were in front of. And she stood there. It felt like forever, but it probably was only about 30 seconds because she was really reflecting on my question. It really hit her. And she said to me, Kim, the best way that I can describe mana, she said, Today and tomorrow as well, because we were staying overnight, she said, you know, we cooked you food and we, we've, we're we giving speeches right now. We've gathered around you as a group. And she said, our family, our iwi, our people, our mana moves through the food that we've cooked for you and you're eating and then that mana that's gone into you through our food so it's our love it's our it's our care it's our dignity it's our grace our heart our heart our hearts moved into the food that we've cooked with love and preparation you've eaten it and then you're going to take that mana and you're going to take that forward out into all the people that you care for all down through the years of caring we are giving you the mana through our love to, to care for people in the way that you do and will and she said so mana moves mana is an active force it comes in food mana can move from our food it can move from our land it can the move ideas, from the um, yeah yeah, yeah. It, mana moves it moves through our tribe it moves through our people into you as a group of people nurses and out into the community of people that are sick and unwell and in a lot of pain those people need our mana and we can only come together in mana to support each other and that to me I just went that's what I feel. <laughs> because <laughs> really, sometimes when you hear mana you think it means authority Mana, well, mana, mana can be something that's bestowed on you. So, yes. you know, there's definitely different um, ways um, that people, you know, see see mana. You know, mana is is the legacy of your ancestors that yeah. live within you. It's it's um, you know your spiritual um, life force that lives lives within yes. you, and so how you behave in yeah. in the world and how you show yourself in the world, um, you know, it's is it can either enhance your mana or not. Exactly. So having spiritual integrity and in how you move in the world and how you treat others, um, you know that that enhances your mana and therefore you become someone who knows how to innately just un enhance someone else's mana and it's humble. Yeah, that's it's right. Humble and sacred um, humbleness, yes, you know. It yes, it is. It's love. It's love. Yeah. It's a deep, deep expression of love. It's not, you know, it's almost like when you hear people talk about romantic love and it's that real love between a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or a man and a man that's that real deep romantic heart connection that's one form of love but what we're talking about here you often hear others talk about agape agape love so that's that that all you know everyone in the world deserves to uphold their own mana 
to learn how to uphold their own mana. And that's what you do as a, as a kindergarten teacher. When you said to me, and I thought this was one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard, the, 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 the intention you come to as a, as a teacher, um, a head teacher within your kindergarten is to uphold the mana of every child that comes into your um, uh, group. And I mm. think, and, and so we uphold our own mana, our own inner children. Our mm. inner child needs her mana, his mana, upheld. Absolutely. Yeah. When we walk that path as an empath, that's what it becomes about. How do because we hear this a lot. How do we master being an empath? Well, it's actually not rocket science. You learn to uphold your own mana, your own dignity. You don't enmesh yourself with someone else's feelings, thoughts, or direct experience, but yet you hold them in it. In fact, you're far more vital the the vital life forces your own mana working through your body and your Mm. spirit at that moment are far more easily accessed when you're not deeply deeply enmeshed in that way Um, you know but again because that enmeshment is happening on such an unconscious level isn't it and it is happening in the spiritual community but I see it happening out in our scientific community counselors therapists psychoanalysts social workers teachers nurses you know every profession that's helping out there I believe they're drowning I believe that's why we're seeing burnout on hugely big levels not because people don't care I don't believe that's what it is because you can't convince me for one second Mm. that anyone who's gotten into these fields has gotten in there wanting the money because it just doesn't. Oh, there's no no money in those jobs. There's no money. There's (laughs) there's very little prestige, really. Mm. Most people, you know, if they're, if I would say just about all people are coming into those helping professions, even if you're a healer or a teacher, same thing, because Mm. you're here and you want to make a difference and you want to leave a legacy. But very quickly, because of the way that our society is, shaped and formed and the the lack of value that we place on these things very quickly people become and I want to choose this word very carefully institutionalized into the very problem that they've come in to try and fix because that's what the system does. That doesn't make them weak. That doesn't make them bad people. But if they don't allow themselves to become institutionalized fairly quickly into that game, then you can't, they will be taken out of that game fairly quickly. That's, that's been my, that's been my experience of those things. And I've worked with social workers and teachers Mm. and nurses for, for years and that's what I've seen. And and these are some amazingly incredible, heartfelt people. And that's mm. why, you know, our statistics of suicide and 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 mental health in mm. this country and many other countries is, you know, you've got people crying for answers, but we have to change. We, we do, and we do because people people still think that they're helping and yeah. and what and if if you know, if I said to them, <laughs> you've got to let it begin with you. Yeah. You know, keep keep your eyes on yourself, on your side of the street, because that's literally all you have control over. Yes. You are powerless over people, places, and things outside of you. Yes. So if you really want to help, 
you turn your finger that you're helping out here outwardly to everybody else back around to you and let it begin with you. Correct. And and it's your example on how you're behaving in the world and the, and um, that actually is going to be more helpful to others yes. than, than you constantly trying to rescue and help and, you know, it, have that codependency meshing, you know, um, form of... of helping it's like it's like it, it, it doesn't so it doesn't. it's like you've got to let it begin with you and and flip it on its head <laughs> definitely you know? definitely I do and I think too you know when you look at you know we've said some big bold claims there but if you look at the teachers and the social workers and the nurses and the doctors and the helping professions including the healers no one's training them to go on their own journey first. No one's healing their wounds. No. no one's sitting in presence with them when they're training and saying, what sacred wounds do you have that you need medicine for? And how can you find, how can we help you to heal oh. your own wounds so you can go out then and model that same level to the people that are going to be crossing your path? No one's mm. doing this. No. So we're not getting, so we're looking at the providers, the training providers that are quite often you know medicine based scientific based theory based mm. and the question that we're answering asking is is that the problem because are we problems to be fixed is the human being a problem to be solved now this mm. is where we bring it full circle and this is where the huge paradigm shift we believe, <laughs> <laughs> we believe in society needs to come back to Oh. Is the human journey of suffering and pain and all the aspects that visit upon a human life in any given moment, is that a problem to be solved, which is what our current medical model is viewing it as, you know, medicated away? Let's, talk, let's let's try and rescue you out of this in any way we possibly can. Oh. And when people go and none of that helps, what do they turn to? Drugs, alcohol, sex, you know, yeah, food, yeah. relationship addictions, all oh. these addictions. We're all addicted to something. Being right, yes. you know, is an addiction. Being angry, it becomes an addiction. Because all that, that's happening is we're not being acknowledged. We're being told that all of these things are problems to be solved when oh. actually on the deepest levels this is the mystery of the human soul these oh. are the deepest most sacred parts of us and the very people that are trying to help us solve these problems quote unquote are sitting right in the core of their own problems and wounds no one can get out of the hole we're all no. in that deep 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 hole no one can get out of the hole that's not to lose hope, and that doesn't mean don't go to your counsellor, and that doesn't mean don't go to your doctor, and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that. But all that we're doing is asking the question here: What do we really need to be acknowledging? What is the paradigm mm -hmm. shift that has to happen for the helping professions, for the empaths, you know, for the for the helpers and the people that care for other people? What do mm -hmm. we need to be doing? What do we need to be doing better? We're just holding up the mirror, aren't we, Kim? Yeah, yep. Because there's so much unexpressed. We talked about spiritual rage last oh. week. There's so much 
grief in our culture, deep, deep grief that just simmers away under the surface and goes back generations. So not only are we sitting in a culture, and we mean the whole world here, of unhealed uh, anger, we're also sitting in trauma. We're also sitting in a world full full of unhealed grief. And unacknowledged, because the first thing, you know, and this is how simple it can be, just acknowledging the grief, just acknowledging the human being in front of you that's feeling the grief or feeling the anger, just the absolute acknowledgement of that in that moment can be all it takes for it to shift. Absolutely. See, you know, as I'm hearing you say that, I... You know, I, I'm thinking about the work that I do with my clients in terms of, you know, them, them t- talking about their grief and holding their grief and going through um, healing that. And, you know, I use the ecological connection to Papatuanaku to help them unburden in that grief and that, that the solution for that is, is recognising that, is, is recognising her grief as well. Yeah. Yes. You know, and um, and your connection with the whenua, with the earth, is one of your greatest teachers and greatest healers to help what with what we've been talking about through this whole podcast. It's like that connection to to the whenua, to the earth, is um, is one of the biggest solutions to healing any all grief, all trauma. I mean, that's another whole podcast, I know. I know that I've kind of brought in another whole, but um, but that's good. That's good because that's going to start another conversation. Conversation around, because, because the conversation does need to continue because we have talked a lot about um, uh, the paradigm shift. Yeah. And so people will want solutions as yeah. to, well, then what do we do then? You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> and that's and how do we get, you know? Perfect question, Sarah Lee. I was, yeah. just, I was starting to come to that as you were as well in that moment. So then if you're sitting here thinking, I'm an empath, oh. I know that I'm an empath, I feel things very, very deeply, I can walk into a room and sense the shift in energy before anyone said anything, and not oh. everyone can do that. Um, I'm really, really, when I switch on the television, it actually physically affects me to those yeah. levels. You know, those are our greatest yeah. gifts. That's, mm. that's the queen of cups for any of our mm. students. That's the empath. But we're no good to ourselves or anyone else until we can learn to start with us. So what do we mm. do as empaths? Number one, we take responsibility for the feeling mm, that we us. that's right we take responsibility for the feeling that we feel when we turn on the television mm. for the feelings we feel when we're out in public we don't mm. get on to these groups and these spiritual chats and these goodness knows what else and start grizzling about it and just projecting it out and out and out because we become part of the problem we actually mm. find a safe space and that is again someone who's willing to hold you in Mm. your experience and there are people Mm. out there that can do that absolutely um we find that but we find it for ourselves first we give ourselves permission to feel grief Mm. to just feel it like you say and go to the sea go to the river go to Mm. go to the land nature is very very healing because it reflects back to us who we truly are the moon Mm. 
the moon phases, the sun, you know, go for a walk somewhere in nature and just let yourself feel, let yourself feel nature. That's the best yeah. use of your empathy right there. Nothing, so, nothing will hold, nothing will hold space for you more yeah. than the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the greatest healer. Um, she's our greatest healer. It's the it's the greatest medicine. The mother. Um, yes, she's the mother. Yeah, she's our mother. Our mm. and, and all First Nations people say this in one form or another. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, she is our mother, and she will hold us. She wants to hold mm. us from that pain. So nature number one, go find your nature in nature. Mm. Number two, start really questioning your belief system, your paradigm around what it is to be an empath. Know where you start and yeah. other people yeah. finish and understand mm. the dynamic of co-dependency very, mm. very well because that enmeshment, that co-dependency mm. will keep you stuck in victim thinking and victim emotions it's a spiritual trap. It'll keep you in those spiritual traps. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to do you have to do your research. Yeah. Like have some discernment. Don't just think you might know what it means to be an empath because you've thought that your whole life. Like yeah. look into what that really means. Yes. You know, because a lot of the time people don't even have the right definition. Correct. <laughs> you know, for what it is. People aren't even too sure on um, what their feelings really are and they name them different things and they have really no idea. And so it's like you, you start small and, and um, really look into what it, how you really, really feel and name it, you yeah. know, name it. Name it and then have, have a cordial, have a cordial <laughs> with those feelings, you know. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, have a conversation with them, sit with them, Um yeah, ask be them with why them. they're here. Ask, ask them, them. Yeah, why are you here? Ask them why they're here. I mean, I, I tell I tell my children that all the time. You know, um, especially when they were little, like when Mister Angry would visit, it was like, you know, well, what's he doing here? Is, you know, does he does he? He's not making you feel very good, is he? Well, no. And I say, well, tell him to f off. You know, like if you don't want him to be here, tell him to go. You know, it's like start building a relationship with yes. the feelings that happen inside of your body. Yes. Start to understand what they are and when they show up in your body and where they start first. Yes. You know, it's it's um it's really building that connection to yourself within yourself first. Definitely. You know. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So again, making your body, my body, our body, the sacred temple that it is, it doesn't mean mm. you have to, you know, if you're an empath sitting here listening and you feel things people events very very deeply life very very deeply then you owe it to yourself as that being your sacred gift to actually honor it Mm. respect it and not just throw it out there for anyone to have an opinion on you know in that way so recognize that that gift in and of itself probably gives you the ability to do what we do you know all the things that we do healing reading cards sensing the deeper energy sensing levels of things that every human being has the ability to do that but empaths have it more magnified you have to learn that you have to learn how to protect yourself yes, as well. Yes, yes. Like that's that's one of the main things. Otherwise, you're, you know, I mean, gosh, I remember it feeling like it was a curse to 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 be as sensitive and to feel yep. um, as deeply as I did growing up as a child. I, I remember thinking, 
that it was awful and I had no idea what was happening and I and I questioned and I remember saying to mum why do I feel into the animal so much and why do I feel the the grief of the earth and the trees and the you know and I used to see it as a punishment or something yeah. that was wrong with me you know or a burden. That, that, yeah yeah, yeah. most so, people feel um, it as a burden that's how I've seen people really oh, feel it like I, a burden I did I, I felt like it was a burden because I didn't understand it, you know, and um, the older I got and the more I learned, the more I was like, wow, this is actually, this is a freaking superpower, like, Definitely. you know, um, this isn't a burden, this is amazing, you know, but I, but I had, I have to practice spiritual yep. principles daily yes. to, to protect myself from not absorbing people, yep. places and things and That's energy, right. otherwise and I would just be a horrible sponge for all the fucking bad juju out there I would just you know what I mean so I I take I take certain actions daily that I have to learn to say um, no is the best one and learn to say no (laughs) and you know what because religion's done a real number on empaths and and of course women really and men there's so many beautiful men empaths too masculine empaths my partner's one of them so and he's he's about as kiwi bloke as you can get but a very (laughs) deep empath um so men as well but but Religion's done a real number on us empaths because we start to take hold of the martyr. We start to mm. become the martyr. And that's mm. when you you will throw yourself on the altar of, of sacrifice for everyone else. <laughs> it's basically what you're doing is Oh, my different. God. You know, I just, I've so done that. Oh, you, <laughs> I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just had a vision of me actually doing that. Oh, <laughs> like, it's so dramatic. It Isn't that dramatic? <laughs> I'm throwing myself on yeah. the spiritual altar. <laughs> Of everyone else's pain. No one's yeah. in pain like me. We've all done it. You know what? But the, I, laughing at ourselves is one of the best medicines that we can ever do. So the martyr complex is not healthy. Um, <laughs> and also, like, when you hear people saying things like you're being selfish, they usually get a really big middle finger from me. And that's about <laughs> the moment that I think to myself, actually, you've just given me another feedback cue to show me that that's exactly what I need to do. If you're judging <laughs> me right now for being selfish, because there's quite often a really good reason that empaths will say no, and you don't need to justify that no. No. You don't need to justify the no. Stop justifying. You taking care of you. You protecting that deep feeling experience in your body, in your mm. heart. You don't need to justify that. That's between you and the divine. Everyone else just needs to get out of the way. Now, this is a massive paradigm shift, of course, isn't it? This is a paradigm oh, shift. So we're, we're, we're saying dip your foot into the water of <laughs> what it is to be a real empowered empath. Just mm. lean into it. Practice these things and just see how much more vital and, and alive mm. and excited about being an empath you feel rather than walking through life carrying your empathy like a burden on your back stop Mm. it cut it out this is a sacred gift but you need you need to learn how to wield it amen
So this is, of course, one of the first conversations we're going to be having on this. I think this is a really good place to kind of wind things up, Cyrilie, and just because what we've done is we've smashed out another conversation that is directly aimed at the current status quo, not to hurt anyone, or maybe, we're really kind it of... Might, you know, if it does, it. that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. If yep. it does, it means it's hit a, hit, it's hit a truth hit and the you're nerve. welcome. <laughs> yep, 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 hit the nerve. <laughs> um, but real, our true real intention here is actually just to shake the fuck out of what's causing so much misunderstanding and so much pain and, yeah. and preventing us really as individuals and a world from just moving beyond this and evolving. We need to evolve a lot of these yeah. ideas and we yeah. need it today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. My job. <laughs> What's that? My job. <laughs> okay, team. Thank you for joining us. If you want more information on what we do, you'll find us at divinespark.net, www.divinespark.net. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And you will be able to join Sarah Lee and I again uh, next fortnight. And we'll be discussing something else that's paradigm shattering. And we've got some guests coming on board too, which is so very exciting for us some ladies really special ladies um, that are going to be part of the conversation um, in a way that again just enhances everyone's mana and helps us to have a better understanding of who we are in the middle of all of this spiritual nonsense <laughs> and you know if this resonates with you on any level we would love your feedback please yes. don't be shy send us a message let us know what you think yes yeah we'd love to have some feedback Pano. we definitely would love you guys take care and we'll see you again bye 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 bye